Why, hi there. Hi, Kiyitsu, and welcome back to another episode of the Pursue Your Spark podcast, a show that empowers women over 50 to take back their health and strength with simple fitness strategies. Not too long ago, I was invited to be interviewed by Phyllis Mentelli and Rhonda Velez, the hosts of the podcast, 24 Carat Conversations, a show that offers support and cheers you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. They love sparkles, among other things. And of course, we talked about how women can find and ignite their spark no matter what age. I love that they created an environment with their show where you can relax and laugh, but also be inspired and they're offering hope. We talked about my passion for travel and how it set me up for a very different life than I ever imagined. Why I created Pursue Your Spark for Women in Midlife and why it is important to ignite the spark in your second half of life. Plus, how I help and educate breast cancer survivors with Pilates as part of my coaching practice. Join us for a very engaging interview. Hi there, you're listening to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I'm your host and fitness warrior, Heike Yates. And on this show, we empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength with sound fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies. Our guests on the show share their honest stories so that you'll have the courage to take action, knowing that you're not alone in your struggles. Well, hello, peeps. We are back for another episode of 24 Karat Conversations. And today I'm interviewing Heike Yakes. And she is a friend that I met on Facebook through, it was so crazy (laughs) through, we have, we're both in a Facebook group called the Asa Collective and it's a hub for women podcasters. And Heike had, um, she has a podcast called Pursue Your Spark and she was asking for (coughs) older women. some advice and stories and so I connected with her and I was um, thrilled when she reached out now then I said well I want to hear your story and so we invited her on here and um, Heike I want to just say welcome and first of all love your accent I know you're German correct (laughs) I try to hide it but yes it is I'm from the (laughs) No, I don't hide it. It's beautiful. From the, <laughs> right? From Bavaria. I mean, you know, like, you know, after being in the States for over 30 years, it's still some of the sounds just don't come out the way the American English sounds. So, oh, well. That is <laughs> awesome. Do you have family that still is back home? You know, uh, when I came here 30 years ago, I am the one in the family who is or has the travel book and the adventure spirit. And um, about 30 years, about 32 years ago, I decided I needed to leave Germany, get out of the narrow-mindedness that the German culture has. And it's not obvious to people who visit. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks we're very orderly, which we are. <laughs> uh, everybody knows that we're very organized, which we are. <laughs> but 
it was just time to spread my wings and, and live somewhere else. And, and uh, I honestly picked the United States because I always wanted to marry a cowboy. Oh, that, that is so cute. <laughs> well, you know, Phyllis is married to a kind of cowboy. <laughs> I'm married to a rancher. <laughs> Let's just say he's more cowboy than my husband is. That's for sure. <laughs> that's so cute. And you know, of course, I didn't know what the heck is a cowboy. Exactly. I was you know, <laughs> the cool, sexy cowboy dudes on the horses and the cool farm. Oh yes. And uh, when I came here, it was like, oh, he's a farmer. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Different kind of cowboy, huh? <laughs> yep. I'm like, yeah, probably not exactly what I thought because. I, when I grew up, we grew up. I grew up in the country, and I had plenty of country there. <laughs> but, so funny. but so I came here by myself because none of the, my family members, including my younger brother, are that adventurous. Wow. They like to be in their area with their friends. Uh, they like to travel on occasion, but they're not willing to really go out and and just adventure and be fearless and brave and and explore the world. And that's what brought me here to the States. And when I came here, my very, very first job here was working for the Foreign Service, and I worked for the German Embassy. Oh, wow. So I had a job that meant, oh, I'm not going to be an au pair. I'm not going to take care of somebody's kids. I was back then, I was 23. (laughs) And that didn't go well with my travel books. Nah, I'm not taking care of other people's kids. But so I had the job at the Foreign Service, and I had money to help me find a great place in Georgetown, which is in Washington, D.C. So you had access to all kinds of nightlife. Oh. And that's when I met my first husband, which I have two children with. My son is 30. He lives in San Francisco. Oh, wow. And so here in the Bay. to Europe. Yep. And my daughter's 27. She's going to, she actually just turned 28. And uh, she is currently living in Belfast, uh, Northern Ireland. And she has my travel bug. She's been on the road for the past two years all over Europe. So, um, Heike, what was, what's the personal story of pursuing your spark? Like, how did you come about with the podcast and the purpose behind it? So I, I've been in the fitness industry in my same niche, fitness, nutrition, and mindset for 30 years. And I have my own private studio where I see clients. And, but you only can see so many people within a day. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to come at 8 o'clock in the morning. But you only have one hour to see somebody and help somebody with their fitness needs. So I said, heck, i got to figure out another way to reach out more to specifically the women in midlife. And mm-hmm. I always think of now that I'm going to be 59 as midlife being a broad range anywhere from 40 on up i'm like what up is doesn't matter darn it i'm in midlife i guess (laughs) (laughs) Rhonda's a part of that club now (laughs) (laughs) and it's now that everybody is on their phones online it was almost a no-brainer to say okay i gotta take a brand online Mm-hmm. But I wanted it to be some, somewhere different, somehow different than, and what I initially started out with is I wanted to work specifically with women in menopause. Mm-hmm. And I, I, after doing this for about six months, building my online community, building 
uh, a website, and that was before the podcast. I just didn't love it. I thought it was so single-minded, and I thought, felt that menopause is just part of us aging. It doesn't define us as yeah. women and, and what we're going through. Yeah. It is just a part of a life, and some, for some people, it really is horrible, and they need medical advice, which I can't give. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is just part of it. But what else could it be? So we're, we're pounding on the name plus, we're 50 plus, women over 50. And I'm like, that sound, makes us sound old. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I hate not, that. We're, we're not old. We're, we're, we're ageless. We're vibrant. Yeah. We're spunky and young. And yeah. we're young in mind. And we're not like our parents used to be. Right. So That's thought, so All true. Right, yeah. Let's put, Let's put the menopause aside. Let's not let's not even think about the menopause. Let's go into something that I really love. And I named my second brand Clear the Clutter. Mm. Which to me meant as a German as you can imagine, <laughs> meant everything from from nutrition to health to mindset. Everybody thought about it in terms of cleaning your closet, organizing your shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not either. Mm. And it took me three years to come up with Pursue Your Spark, because I feel that all of us need to, have to. It's, it's, it's something that sits within us, and sometimes we don't unleash it. Unleash it is the spark that sits there, and it just needs to be ignited. And then we reach the goals that we want, whether it's getting in better shape, eating better, being happier, or when the kids leave, like the kids are in college, many of the women feel that they have nothing to do. They're lonely. Oh, they my gosh. Hi, we get we, this so oh much. Gosh, this yes. is Okay, you need mm-hmm. to speak on that alone because we have so many women that we see on Facebook, their kids are going to college, and they're like, I want to crawl in the bed with them and never let them go. And I'm thinking, no, this is the time when you get to come alive. Mm-hmm. Like, you've raised these beautiful kids. Go let them fly. So talk more about that. So it's when I see this, it's these women have just as many women just catered to their children, just catered mm. to their husbands mm. and that took themselves on the backseat. And they say, oh, I don't need to look good. I don't need to get a haircut that mm-hmm. often. I just make sure that my kids have a food. I run to the, the, the school all the time or I don't need a vacation. It's all for the kids. And they are all left behind because yeah. they cut themselves out of the whole deal yeah. and yeah. said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody without my kids now. Yes. Oh, and that is, years they, that is so yeah. true. I mean, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think a lot of times when that's all that they've been doing for such a long time, they begin to feel guilty for doing something for themselves or they kind of lose what they want to do, like, what do I love to do? You know, is it painting? Is it hiking? Is it doing a podcast? You know, they do, they lose it. And I, I, gosh, yes, I agree with you a hundred percent. And that's when the spark comes in. And and I want women to not lose themselves. If you Mm -hmm. love your kids to death, go for it. I love my kids to death Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing in my life, no matter what. And they will always come first. But that's not healthy for us women if that happens to us. Right. And there's, that's where the spark comes in. Come on, 
find that spark. Mm-hmm. Dig around a little bit. Do a little bit of mindset work. Connect with other women and find that spark that sits there and don't be afraid to ignite it. Yeah. And that's how Pursue Your Spark actually came about. It's something positive. It's not, oh, you're in menopause. Right. Or, oh, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is. But it's it's like, there's positivity, there is light at the end of the tunnel, there is goodness, there's happiness, and there is the life mm. that you may have thought you wanted to lead before everything started with exactly. kids or husband, divorce and whatnot. That, that this is like, it's work, but you can get there, but you have to do something and yeah. see it that it's available for you. Yeah. And so when I started, my, my website changed, my blog post changed, and I said, everybody's listening to podcasts in the car. Let's talk to my audience. Hmm. And that also brought me to invite guests like you, Phyllis, and, right. and Rhonda on the side as well, because my guests share their challenges, yeah. but also their amazing wins at the end. And the purpose of the guests was, first of all, I learn a lot. Okay, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Every guest teaches me something totally. about myself. Mm. And other women listening may relate to that and yeah. have somebody else they can reach out to. And they could say, oh, once they listen to Phyllis' podcast, they say, oh, maybe I should get that book. This yeah. is a great idea. Let me connect with her on Instagram or on Facebook so I can get more advice or I'm just in this community of supportive women that all have a common goal of igniting and pursuing their spark. I think that's so that's beautiful. So awesome. And also what I love about your podcast is, is that the women's stories are so interesting and they are all middle age and on mm-hmm. up. And, and I think the, the point that we're trying to make is uh, you're in your second chapter of your life. Yeah. Your life doesn't end when your children grow up and go to college. That means it's your second chapter to figure out what you want to do with your life. And because we can be on this earth for another 40, 50 years yeah. after that. And what are you going to do? You're not going to, you're not going to sit around and cry over the fact that they, they're not little kids anymore. And you don't get to make their lunches every right. day, and take them to school. It's like, there's so much more. And I think, uh, when I, it's, it's weird. Like when I hit my fifties, I thought I was starting to feel like what I wanted to do, but still was kind of trying to figure it out. Now that I've hit my sixties, I definitely have a plan and it's so invigorating knowing I don't have little kids that I have to worry about. I can do whatever I want now. Mm -hmm. So it's a freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I like to call it seasons. I like to call it seasons and, you know, with each season, there's certain things that you have to let go of, but then when you step into the next season, there's a lot to look forward to. And I think that's what sometimes a lot of, I know that it's, it's kind of women my age, I'm I'm 40, how old am I? (laughs) I'm 46. I think I'm 46. I was going to say 45. I was going to make you younger. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, you know, I'm finding that a lot of my, my friends and those kinds of people are, their kids are going away to college they're getting married and it's really hard for the moms to let go and you're just like but the next season's beautiful Mm -hmm. it's gonna be beautiful like don't just weep what happened you know the past like you have all those beautiful memories but now this next season you're gonna have new memories and new things you know yeah when I think back you know like when we talk about the every 10 years like in my 20s I had no clue who I was 
Yeah. And was planless, going around everywhere in my 30s. And I had my kids and raised my kids. In my 40s, I became a bodybuilder. Mm. In my 50s, I became a triathlete. So I'm not sure what's going to be in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Something amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, that is so good. Yeah. So what would you say? Well, I want you to tell a little bit about becoming a Pilates breast cancer coach because I listened to that one episode and I thought that was so interesting. Um, that's my exercise of choice right now is Pilates. And I, I love I love it for older women because... Our bodies do change, and we have to be careful about um, sometimes. Some women can jump around. Personally, I can't jump around anymore, but I love the fact that Pilates gives a full workout. And I love the story that you talked about with the woman that came up to you in your yoga class one day. So can you talk about that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I never thought, really thought about breast cancer survivors in the sense that I do now. Mm -hmm. It's it's. I ran my very first race was the Susan Komen uh, Race for yeah. Cure with mm-hmm. a 5K, and that's probably by now 20 years ago. Right. And that was the first time I got more exposed to breast cancer and what it means. And over those years of being a trainer, women tended to, without knowing anything about me or I about them, tended to gravitate towards me looking for help. Mm. And at this point... I was teach. I, that was before I was teaching Pilates. I was uh, teaching yoga for three years, and had to make a decision whether I wanted to go the yoga route or the Pilates route. And eventually, I chose Pilates for various reasons. But I remember these these women are in the class, and they're all doing their exercises. And then there was uh, the up dog, and and uh, this woman in the class just kind of looked at me, and she's like, "Oh no, I can't line my stomach." I, um, I'm just like, my stomach is not so good or whatever. I wasn't quite clear, but I was like, all right, well, lie on your side. And then there were other exercises that she just wouldn't participate. And there was physically nothing to see that you would say, oh, why can't she lie on her stomach? Or why does she have trouble with these and these exercises? Like reaching backwards with her arm and... She was in the class, and she made it through the end of the class, and I gave her options of things to do so she didn't feel singled out. And at the end of the class, she just came up, and she said, thank you so much. Um, I just want to tell you I'm a breast cancer survivor. I had a mastectomy, and I had implants now, and Mm -hmm. I have still the scars under my arm, so they removed the lymph nodes. And it just literally hit me in my face when... When I, when this woman trusted me so much mm-hmm. with such a massive surgery that is still downplayed by many doctors and right. in, oftentimes in society is seen as shameful and embarrassing, mm-hmm. that she would trust me with my knowledge to help her in, and reveal her secret, so to speak. Right. Um, and that, that just led me to that certification. I was like, you know, now I'm teaching Pilates. I need to know how to do this better. I need mm. to know more. I need to know more about the drugs that were being prescribed uh, during those procedures. What is it with chemotherapy? What When the skin is burned? Mm. What are all these things that come into play? But you still can exercise. But yeah, you need right. to do the right type yes. and the right approach 
in the different stages of your recovery. And currently, I'm personally working with two women that are, three women that are long-time breast cancer recovery, and one of them just had another scare that mm. potentially the, the cancer returned, and she went through more uh, re- more um, procedures. And fortunately, uh, it, it's okay, but it, all these feelings come back up and yeah. look at me, yeah. you know, now I, I, am, I have all these scars, so it's, it's just... It's like, yay, come on, you can do this. This is, it's, it's really awful and it's really invasive on your body and you're in pain and you're ashamed and there's no need to be ashamed and here are ways for you to feel better, breathe better, mm-hmm. and live a better quality of life. And it always with Pilates, I find, when there is an issue like that, it translates also into their everyday life. Mm-hmm. That they feel more confident. Yeah. That they feel less ashamed. That they they are more open about who they are, what they've gone through, and shared with others in turn. That's beautiful. That beautiful. I've walked through several different friends that have gone through the cancer, breast cancer, and I will say, um, it has been eye opening for me to go to these doctor's appointments with them and and they're telling me in the waiting room how they they can't lift their arms their movement is more restricted i've been in offices where they were having reconstructive surgery and so i've seen that up close and you know it, it it's just it's a crazy thing to watch somebody go through that cuz i don't think people understand unless you've been through it how embarrassing painful it changes the whole dynamics of how you move, how you lift everything. And so the fact that you can help them get any kind of movement back and, um, and also make them just feel good again is I, I just applaud you for that. That's awesome. Thank you. It it is my pleasure. And it's, it's like I said, just women keep coming and I'm like, there's gotta be something about me. I don't know what it is, but Oh, I know what it is. You're amazing. You're so cute. (laughs) You're like, your spirit is so wonderful. Like, I think you have a compassionate quality that they feel safe when they're with you. So that's important. So Heike, I have a, um, just a couple more questions. So what, what in your opinion would be the number one thing that women could do to stay healthy in your opinion? To say me first, mm. to put themselves first. It's not about the latest exercise program, not the latest um, nutrition program. Uh, we all know that we need, should, need, could eat healthier, need to exercise more, perhaps. But it's the putting me first and doing mm-hmm. something that's good for me. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to what we've talked about is that women always almost without fail, put everybody else before their so own needs. So true. So be selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. time for you. Go for that walk with your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, sign up for that exercise class. Go mm-hmm. take a, a, a language course. It's putting yourself first. Being selfish, I think, is one of, in my opinion, the key things for women to start saying, this is what I need. This is what I deserve, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. Wow, I feel like I've and had hiking therapy comes- today. I'm like, 
<laughs> we were just talking about that. Oh, sorry, Randa. No. No, it's so awesome because we were just talking about that. Just well, we were having a little bit of lunch yeah. here. We were talking about how, you know, when things start to change and you start to get burnout, you start to feel that burnout and it's hard to say no. And it's hard to and take care of yourself, take care of yeah. yourself and say, I need this time out. Because you, you can't pour out to other people and your family until you're healthy yourself, mm-hmm. it, like mentally, spiritually, physically, all of it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so and if, you, and if you don't feel this way, you will never eat better. You will mm-hmm. never. That's so exercise. true. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then you're like junk eating because yeah. you're miserable, and so yeah, that leads to a whole other thing. Um. So, last question is: What is your favorite hobby to do? Uh, I would say travel. And yeah. <laughs> travel and being travel and being outside. These are my two favorite Aww. things in the world. That's awesome. So I, I love to travel, and, and I, I'm traveling as much as I can. And um, I'm also my online business with the Pursue Your Spark allows me part of the time to do that as well. So I'm not here in Maryland um, with only my studio, but traveling and being outside. I mean, uh, to me, it's basically... It doesn't matter what I do as long as I'm outside. I could garden. I could cut my bushes. I could go for a run. I bike. I hike. It doesn't matter as long as I'm outside. I'm a happy camper. And I think that maybe comes also from the time where I grew up in the country. I yeah. love being outside. Aww. Well, not, being outside makes you feel good, too. I, I mean, I'm. it's true. Like, Sometimes if you're... Fresh air. Yeah. yeah. When you get cooped or up even, in the house, it's even not... if it's raining... You know, even if it's rain and snow, you bundle up and you, I mean, one of my favorite things in the winter is shoveling snow. My daughter used to make fun of me. I'm like, let's go shovel snow. And she's like, mom, you're nuts. I'm like, okay, I want so much fun. <laughs> I wouldn't advertise that. You might have people reaching out yeah. to you. You're going to have a new business on the side. Will you shovel me out of my garage? Uh, my favorite thing to do in the wintertime is curl up on with a blanket by the fireplace <laughs> yeah. with a warm book and yeah. hot tea. Like, yeah. don't want to be outside. <laughs> and that's what we live in California, you know, yeah. so it's 75. We don't even have snow. <laughs> Oh, oh well, Heike, it was so great to talk to you, and I'm so glad that we got to meet and um, have formed this new friendship. And so I just want to thank you for your time today. Yeah, and thank you, 24 Carat Tribe, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We ask that you like and share and subscribe. And one last thing I forgot to ask you, Heike, how do they find you on Instagram and on your podcast? Please tell us that. Uh, they can find Hiking Yates, H-E-I-K-E-Y-A-T-E-S. You just Google it and you find me everywhere. <laughs> or the podcast is called Pursue Your Spark. Instagram is Hiking Yates. And Pursue Your Spark podcast has its own page. Uh, Facebook, same Hiking Yates, Pursue Your Spark. Um, on LinkedIn, on Pinterest. Um, that's about, yep, you can find me everywhere under Hiking Yates, Pursue Your Spark. That is awesome. Thank you so much. And 24 Carat Tribe, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening today. And I hope you enjoyed this amazing interview. As you heard, I had a blast with Phyllis and Rhonda from the 24 Carat Conversations. Please reach out to us and let us know how you liked this episode and how we helped you ignite your spark or create some sparkles in your life. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, 
and I invite you to reach out to me with any questions you may have when it comes to exercise and nutrition for breast cancer survivors or anything around that topic. Please pass on this episode to anybody else that you know might benefit from this episode. And with that, my friends, I hope you have the most amazing day and thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao!